Okay, I will not belabor this intro. Uh, this is an interview between me and my girlfriend. What happened was for Lent 2020, I gave up drinking. She gave up uh, sweets slash desserts. So as Lent was ending, we sat down and had a conversation about the experience on both sides. Uh, last note, if you can't figure it out contextually, Samson, that gets referenced a couple times, that would be a dog. All right, let's roll. Have you ever given up anything for Lent? prior to 2020 yes i have given up sweets in the past i attempted to give up cursing um and then i think a couple years ago rather than giving up something i tried to just generally be more positive so what were the previous lenten experiences were they broadly successful or like above 20 days at least. Um, cursing, I'm sad to say, didn't last very long. Um, that was in the first couple years of practicing law. And the Challenging. culture of the firm where I was, it was just something that did and I think that didn't last very long. Um, when I gave up desserts, it'd be like, oh man, I really want a cookie. And so I'd eat a cookie and be like, well, I'll just give up ice cream. Then I'd eat ice cream and be like, well, I'll give up candy. Then I'd eat candy. So uh, this has been my most successful one to date, I believe. Maybe maybe in like undergrad, I think I was a little bit more disciplined. So how did job. it, how did it? Uh, Positivity one worked out well though. That's cool. How did it make you feel uh like physical, emotional, spiritual on this Lenten one. What well, what what were your positive and potentially negative takeaways from it? Uh, positives, I would say, just made me realize how much sugar I consume on a daily basis, and for really no good reason other than it's on someone's desk or it's a coping mechanism for stress. Um, so I think health wise, it was good. Um, definitely slept better, I think, more soundly. I'd say that was the biggest difference that I noticed. Um, and I guess spiritually, I mean, I think it made me look to different places where I would normally turn to, like, baking cookies or... As an alleviation. Yes. Yeah. Or going to get a scoop of ice cream from Melt or something. I found more positive ways to channel that. Uh. I could definitely speak to the sleeping thing. I feel like I'm both you and I side contextually, but it felt that way. There was less um, restlessness in that context. Yeah, and so it made you feel better throughout the day too. Yeah. That's kind of what we, it was like a self, I mean, it was a kind of a vicious circle thing where I don't know about you, but it's like, oh, I feel crappy. I would eat like a treat and then it's like, well, I didn't yeah. really sleep very well, so I still feel crappy, so I'll eat right. another treat. It's like a br- <laughs> it's like a brutal cycle that yeah. you can't escape. Yeah. Cuz you use like the vice to deal with the stress and anxiety yeah. and then the vice comes back uh-huh. as a result. Yeah. And it's like 
I think uh, <laughs> that's what what's her name Zen Zendaya said oh. in, in Euphoria. Oh yeah, in that one episode where she's like, the problem people don't understand is like you use the vice to turn off the anxiety, but then the like. Using the vice creates more anxiety, so you need more of the vice. Mm-hmm. Like, unfortunately, in their case, it's like heroin, but or like drug, yeah. teenage drug use. But yeah. um, that's intense. Okay, so some as somebody that grew up more religious, yes. what would you say from a younger age? What was your understanding of the point of Lent? Because I think it's cool that one year or like two years or whatever you reversed the stream and were like oh instead of giving something up i'll add positivity Mm -hmm. so i know some people knock like catholicism or whatever for this that it's like um like you gotta take something away that's the conventional way a lot of people think of it like how when you were like first exposed to the idea of Lent, yeah. what did you think so of it as? growing up, I would say that I, I thought of it more as the, the sacrificial portion of it, of, you know, Jesus died for us, why can't you just stop stuffing your face with M&Ms? <laughs> yeah. You know, so, like, yeah. give, give up something because he made the ultimate sacrifice. Right. Um, I don't think it was until probably within the last five or seven years where I had a more nuanced understanding of by giving something up, what can you replace that with to bring yourself closer to God or closer to, to closer to fortifying that relationship, I guess. And so in the last couple of years, I think I've looked at it more as, you know, by not turning to this thing or by spending more time in, in a positive mindset, how, how can that make me a better Christian? How can that make me a better person? Yeah, that was my biggest thing on mine. I feel like is this is not going to be breaking news since alcohol is a depressant. <laughs> but I felt like that was my biggest thing is that it was easier. Even in like, we were both doing Lenten stuff in a weird global u.s context with like covid or whatever where like stripping of society like your job is more pressurized than mine in terms of like regulations related to covid and Mm -hmm. stuff but i would say just in general like a time that could be more stressful and negative for me i felt like removing something that was a depressant help bring me closer to kind of like the purpose or the idea of like what religion or Christianity or whatever is supposed to give us, which I feel like was helpful. Plus, obviously, there's like a lot of health benefits, but I felt like removing the negativity and potential additional source of stress or conflict was like probably the part I'm most like individually proud of you know Mm -hmm. beyond like the physical act of doing it is like just removing the negativity seems like a positive well and I think too amidst all the COVID stuff you know I think I kind of realized that it wasn't necessarily like actually I mean obviously desserts taste awesome but it was more so like, okay, it was the drive to the ice cream shop yeah. that kind of 
stabilized me or whatever, helped me kind of decompress. It was the, you know, act of getting ingredients together and baking something that actually helped me with stress. And so it was kind of not only are you removing those activities from daily life in a Linton context, but in the, the pandemic context as well, you know, that's something that that I think I don't, I can't decide if it helped or right. hindered well, I would say <laughs> the that, Linton process because now it's like you, you can't even go do right. those things. <laughs> I would say the same thing, though, is like obviously in a worse context or capacity, it's like, okay, drinking can change your brain chemistry and to a certain point like a buzz point that can be quote-unquote positive although yeah. i would argue it's not long-term positive same with sugar right but i would say even like because i don't i wasn't like even beforehand i feel like i didn't drink at home like that much it was more like the experience of like going out and like trying to like have conversations and stuff with people um so there was like an experiential part to it, but I don't know. I think the dude's name is like James Clear. He writes about like habit formation and stuff. And he was like, oh. Get your fact checker on that. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you clear like 18 days, it's easier for you brain-wise to be like, um, oh, this is like something that I can pull off. Mm-hmm. It's like a new habit. And I definitely felt that in the sense of it was even like, I would say at like eight or nine days, I was like, man, that's really stupid BS in the sense of like sitting with somebody that you don't have like a true underlying relationship with at a bar or whatever, like Mm -hmm. BSing. That's not like a relationship to pursue either. And it felt like even stripping that for like a week and a half, I was like, man, that was not a woke thing to be doing so that and to your other point I think it brought me a little bit closer to the the goal of like Christianity or faith or just like being closer to something higher than yourself yeah. and your own like personal like BS that you can fall into you know mm-hmm. yeah I think Samson is the fact checker for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I can, I'll, 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 I'll get sleeping him Sleeping on the, the job, yeah, literally. Literally, right, right now, right sleeping now. on the job. Uh, so what would you say was your... Could you pinpoint the, the time where you feel like it tested your wherewithal the most? Was there a defining moment where... Well... Yeah, like a craving or like the desire for community that I know drinking brings for you? Um... I think it was kind of interesting that, like, probably day two of Lent 2020 was around when, like, COVID um, started picking up Mm -hmm. as a story, like, February 27th, 28th, right before we went to Pittsburgh for that wedding. I feel like that's when more people were starting to, like, talk about it. And then probably early to mid-March, it, like, took off a Mm -hmm. lot, you know? So... I would say, um, like, maybe early on and definitely that wedding. We went to a wedding the first weekend of Lent, and that was, like, probably the hardest. I feel like getting through that, because, like, everybody's family can be, like, a little bit uh, tedious, and weddings can be, uh, like, a challenging meld of different families, and that one was, like, 
Christian Syrian, which was interesting, you know. It was a cool, it was a fun wedding. It was a fun wedding, but I feel like getting through that when I had probably never been to a wedding as an adult where I hadn't had at least like two to three drinks minimum, um, you know, that was probably like the, maybe the most fortitude testing. I feel like when we got back from that and I had done that successfully, even though I had 43 days left mm-hmm. or whatever, I was kind of like, oh, this is doable. It's, just, it's a duration thing, not a willpower thing, you know? Um, and then I do go back and forth on whether COVID, like, helped or hurt because I would have been... If, like, bars and restaurants had been open past mid-March, like, would it have been an increasing temptation? But by that point, I was already, like, almost a month in, and I think it evens out properly. But I do sometimes wonder, like, what the context of me doing it within Lent 2020 is, you know, and, like, all that. So I don't think there was a specific one moment besides maybe having to do that wedding the first weekend of it but I will say like I was surprised that it was relatively easy um at least in a physical sense Mm -hmm. I was social emotional it wasn't always a thousand percent easy but at least in a physical sense I would say that gave me a degree of hope that it wasn't like some terrible like affliction or addiction i'm still thinking it's like something that i need to uh, manage uh effectively but i think that was helpful to me it's just like it having seen like people from espn or people in my family like try to quit and it be more like physically like retching challenging whatever mm-hmm. i felt like that was a good sign so what'd you find yourself doing in the time where you normally would be like, eh, it's two, I'm right. done with work for the day, right. I'm gonna uh, go. Yeah, I think just I just... Just get a couple beers, what did right. you find yourself doing? I think I just uh, tried to inform myself on things via like news uh, plus like podcasts, like I definitely between... February 26th, and now I've added probably, like, 90 podcastings to my, like, subscribe on my phone, right? And then just, like, dragging Samson around the <laughs> the I-30 uh, community of Arlington and Alamo Heights. I feel like Samson probably lost, like, about 10 to 15 legitimate pounds in this process. And I think that's a COVID plus, like, two people that... Uh, he lives with being on uh, Lenten uh, objectives, yeah. I think, has actually benefited him. And, like, the first, I would say, like, the first two months that we were in this location, including, like, overlap with, a, like, a roommate from church, like, a friend of ours from church, it rained, like, all the time. And the beginning of Lent, it was still raining, crappier weather, but it's, like... A combination of, like, health-driven objectives plus better weather. Yeah. Plus general walkability between, like, this neighborhood and two adjacent ones. I feel like that has helped out, too, you know? Yeah. 
Well, and like, let's be honest, these are two decisions that both of us should have made independent of any type of yes. Linton season. Yes. So it was a good, it uh, was a good uh, demarcation <laughs> point. But yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, so you beat me. I think I caved. Oh uh, yeah, two, I, I think I caved with one week left. It just got to be too much. I needed some ice cream, and I needed to support local business amongst this pandemic. Right. So and then that was I went like, and supported Melt Ice Cream like to the tune of one hundred and eighty-five dollars or something. It was not one hundred and eighty-five dollars worth of ice cream. What'd you end up doing? I thought uh, there was they some have the scoops thing. for scoops for service or whatever. Yeah. So I donated a hundred dollars to that, and that was two. Can't remember how many scoops it was okay. but anyway they give the little single serving scoops they take them to local hospitals so i did that and then i got some pints and then i ate an entire pint <coughs> it made me kind of ill yeah yeah <laughs> then i proceeded to give the other two pints away to uh my parents and my grandparents yeah so in a way though you thusly supported both small business and uh, two older populaces, which are yeah, and they loved it. Those are all three things that we and were I got told. Samson some dog treats, right. so I think all parties were were one. Yeah. So I don't think anybody I lost. I didn't see you complaining about that ice cream. No, I didn't. Either. I didn't. So I, I don't think anybody lost in this <laughs> equation. You know what I mean? But, I don't think there were any losers for sure. Yeah, I think it's multiple winners, even though. Um, just like life, Ted. Just like life. It's not a zero-sum game. It's just multiple winners, ideally. Yeah. Minus, you know, broader discussions yeah. about inequality. <laughs> but still not a zero-sum game. I will say, too, that even though there's a photo of you at uh, two or one first Halloween, maybe. Oh, the bunny outfit? Yeah, where I made a comment that there was a masculine forehead feature. I will say, yeah. I will say that was too much. Well, it was too much and offensive. You're doing a, you're doing a great job and look very beautiful as oh, a person on the on the backside of our Lenten that should have been more than Lenten commitment. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah, and I will exchange the same platitude to you between the eighteen walks a day you now take Samson on <laughs> due to being uh, homebound. <laughs> homebound. <laughs> Uh, so it's sun exposure, exercise, and not drinking. You're looking better than ever. It's it's chef's kiss worthy. This post Linton Ted Bauer physique. So, well done. Well Gracias. <laughs> Thank you.